What is up guys, Combat Addict here. Today we are going to have a really chilled out combat review. I am currently checking myself out to see if my hair looks presentable. I should probably brush the sides, I just got out of the shower before, but we're going to have a really chilled out show today. It is pretty late, it is like 8.30pm. Um, I actually meant to do this earlier, but I had to cut my hair and then I had to go work out and by the time I did all that and then talked to some people it was like 7 and I hadn't eaten anything and now it's 8.30 and we're here so uh, just like a couple of things to talk about today we're gonna start it pretty light uh, pretty pretty fun pretty fun stuff going on so as you guys know, the card for uh, Gechi versus Habib was about to be insane, a cracker of a card. We had Ferguson and Poirier fighting at the as the co-main event, and uh, that is extremely exciting to have a fight like that right before Gechi Habib. But then Poirier pulled out because he said that they were not paying him enough money he knows what he's worth and he couldn't come to terms with the UFC now Tony Ferguson being the lovable champ that he is says here's looking at you kid pay the man at Dana White at UFC love y'all but let's give the hardcore and casual fans what they deserve a good fight sir at Dustin Poirier now, incredible that Tony did this. I mean, what a good guy. Um, what a good guy. Incredibly decent human being. But uh, we had a response from Dustin Poirier that said, Tony's the type of guy who would manage his opponent <laughs> and get him a new contract for the fight to happen. Which is amazing uh, that that, that uh, Poirier responded like this. I really feel like there's some camaraderie here, even though they're going to get into a cage and beat the crap out of each other. But it's really like this this sort of respect that I imagine they have for each other. In any case, I just wanted to show you guys why I love the MMA community, <laughs> because, and I guess the the Reddit MMA community specifically, because this this entire thread here is just everybody building upon what Dustin Poirier said in more ridiculous ways. So I'll just read these for you. This guy is from Confu this is Confused Flatland. He says this, Tony's the type of guy to sit and co to sit his coach on the stool between rounds. <laughs> the next guy goes, Tony's the type of guy to check the doctor's eye after an eye poke. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this one was hilarious. This is also by Confused Flatland. Tony, the type of guy to tell Dan Hardy the stoppage was early. <laughs> if you don't get that joke, it's okay. But, like, if you do get that joke, the payoff is so good. It's so good. What else do we got here? That one wasn't even that good. I didn't even really like that one that much. Everyone liked it, though. Tony's the type of guy to call you to tell you he can't talk right now. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my gosh. Tony's the type of guy who puts the champ belt on the ref. And then this is the one that this is the one that I did. Tony the type of guy to tell Dana White to give him less money. Do we have any other good ones here? <laughs> Tony's the type of guy to compliment Tyron Woodley on his music. I love how it's spelt wrong, compliment. But yes. Yes, that is Ty Tyron Woolley. There's so much there's so much wrong with this sentence, but the idea is like decent, I guess. Anyways, man. I just think that's why I just love I just love the 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 if you were a UFC fan and you aren't on UFC Reddit, you're just missing out. You just need to go on and do it. Honestly, that's the most I can say. You just need to get on it. There's no justification I'm going to give to you. You just have to do it. And if you don't do it, you 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 messed up. Like that's just it. This is this is the only thing that I will not justify. You just have to go on UFC Reddit if you're a fan of the UFC. It's a requirement now. If you're watching this video, you need to pause it. Go set up a Reddit account and join UFC on Reddit. It's just a great time. It's amazing and hilarious. Anyways, we got uh we got uh this response from the good old Dana White with respect to the situation. Speaking of Dustin Poirier, earlier this week, Tony Ferguson said, put out a tweet saying, oh, Dana, pay the guy. You know, I want to fight Dustin. Right. Has there been any more talks on that? <clears throat> no, I told you, we got to fight. Uh, has, has, Tony, has Tony accepted the fight? Yeah. Uh, not yet, no. He will, though. I don't see Tony not accepting a fight. And what was the issue with Dustin? Just negotiations, money and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, listen, I like Dustin. I'm not going to sit up here and say anything negative about Dustin. He's a great kid. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was he didn't want to fight in Abu Dhabi or what his deal was. He just, he, uh, he didn't want to fight. If you, if you don't want, there's, there's a lot of different ways to turn down a fight. Negotiating yourself out of one is, is one of the ways you can do it. So for whatever reason, he didn't want to take this fight. Only he knows that. All right. Now, speaking of Dustin Poirier, honestly, I thought to myself, I mean, if that's, if that's true, because it could be true. You know, it makes sense to me because I always thought, I had originally thought that what Dustin was going to do is wait for the winner of Gechi Khabib because he, he earned that, you know. That's what I thought Dustin was going to do. <clears throat> and then he was going to try to fight for the title. So if he really didn't want to fight and he negotiated himself out, for example, you know, then... Maybe that's why. Maybe he would only take the fight for like an exorbitant amount of money because what he's trying to do is solidify. He doesn't want to say that he was unwilling to take the fight, but he also wants to fight for the title. Maybe. But then Dustin uh, replied on Twitter and said, I want the fight. So maybe I was just gullible and playing into Dana White's hands here, right? But it's kind of clear that Dustin is not... Like, if, if that's really what Dustin was on about, he wouldn't have made this tweet, I don't imagine. 
or made the tweet before about Tony trying to make the fight happen. So clearly Dustin wants the fight. But Dana is just Dana and the UFC, they they're not going to pay him what he wants to be paid. Now, honestly, this is an issue that is reoccurring, okay? Everyone is talking about this. John Jones, Henry Cejudo, Dustin Poirier. Everyone is talking about how they are not being paid enough money. And honestly, where there's smoke, there's fire. And if someone tells you you've got a tail, maybe you ignore them. But when 10 people tell you you have a tail, you better look. And I think that... I don't know what the UFC is lacking in funds, if they are lacking anything in funds, but it doesn't seem to me that they would be, considering they have so many sources of revenue at this point. Fight pass, pay-per-views, just people watching weekly uh, the fight nights on ESPN. I mean, how is it that you don't have the money to pay these guys? This is my question. And these individuals who say this are also the same people like, or, or sorry, there is a, I mean, maybe I should try to find that for you guys. Um, there was a, like a meme that was posted and it was like, oh, all UFC fans say, why doesn't the UFC pay their fighters? And then the, and then under it, it's like, UFC fan buys paper or UFC fans streams pay-per-view for free or or asks where to find free streams for pay-per-view right and it's like well maybe they could pay their fighters more if you actually bought the pay-per-views now I've actually bought pay-per-views the last uh, couple times that I have watched the UFC for this reason that I actually feel bad I actually feel bad just streaming the the, the pay-per-view for free not only that, but I also think that it's like you're sort of exposing your computer to viruses and malware probably when you do that. But it's like there's no reason that I can't buy a pay-per-view. That's the truth. Like if you really want to think about it, like people spend how much money a month on alcohol? I don't even drink that much. So for me, it's like, okay, you would like go out with your friends, what, once a week and spend like 30 bucks? A pay-per-view is like two of those, right? For somebody like me, maybe because I'm a younger guy and I live by myself, it's like maybe you're, you're justified in streaming it. I don't know. But to be honest, it's not like I... Like that 60 bucks a month is really not the difference between me being able to like live and not live, right? So I have thought about that. Like, man... Perhaps we should be buying these pay-per-views, man. These these individuals are going out there and literally putting their bodies on the line. It's sort of a disrespect to them that you just wouldn't even, like, attempt to buy the pay-per-view, even if you could, right? It's kind of like when you buy the music of an artist that you really, really care about or really like. You could just download it, but you're like, okay, I want to I wanna buy it. Now everybody's got Spotify or whatever, so it's like you don't do that anymore, right? But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I even, and the thing is I have fight pass too. Like I, 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 I even pay for fight pass already as well. So I buy the pay-per-views and I buy fight pass. So in that sense, it's like, I feel a bit better about it, but, 
Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, would that change things? For Dana and the UFC, I don't really think so. I don't really think that that is the difference between being able to pay this guy and not being able to pay him. Like, we've got, okay, NBA, NFL, whatever you want to call it, right? All these other different sports organizations, they're paying infinitely more employees, I imagine. I'm, I'm like, infinitely more. I'm talking like these, and, and obviously, there's more merchandising with them there's more like well established they've been you know around for like literally almost like a century like professional football or something like that right so it's a little bit different but my point is it's like you have got a very limited number of of employees or fighters and they aren't even fighting they aren't even all fighting every week, all the time. Like the amount of money that you actually have to pay the fighters who fight on fight nights is probably so small. I think that they get like 50 G's as a bonus. And I think you, oh, I don't even, I should look into how much they actually get paid. I, I want to know this now, but I imagine that they don't get paid more than like 50k to show you probably get 50k to show maybe like 60k to win and like a 50k bonus that seems like too much money that seems like one fighter could get like a hundred thousand dollars in a, in a in a fight i mean if we're talking about the new guys who are just coming in they probably get something like 20k for a fight right how much does it does the average ufc fighter get paid for a fight I want to know this. Fighter get paid. According to, this is the street.com apparently. According to industry figures, the average UFC fighter earns about 138000 on an annual basis. Now, the average UFC fighter is fighting like two, maybe three times in a year. So 130, 130 divided by three is like some, like, like almost, almost, um, uh, 40, like probably a little bit more than 40. Like what if you had, uh, because four times, because four times three is 12. So if you've got like a hundred, but then again, it's like 14, right? So it's like, imagine if it was like 14 instead. Okay. So it's like 45 or something like that. Imagine 4.5. It's like, let's like, you get probably something like 40, um, 45K. 45K for a fight. If you're the average. And I'm talking, that's like, you're not in the, like the top. You're not in the bottom. You're in the middle. You get like 45K. And like, if you, you perform really well, there's a performance bonus. I mean, I don't know. You're paying people like a hundred thousand, a little, a little bit more than a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you're like a billion dollar company. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's it's it, it it's reasonable to suggest that with all of the money that you would make from fight pass, pay per views, 
just regular showings on TV, any kind of merchandise that exists, the Reebok deal, like all of this, all of these funds, and you can't pay Dustin Poirier? Like, it's one thing if you can't pay some kid who thinks that they're, you know, something they're not, right? But it's Dustin friggin' Poirier, the the diamond, the classic, as I call him. He's the classic. Every time he fights, it's a friggin' classic. Every single time. There's not a boring Dustin Poirier fight I have ever seen. Israel Adesanya is my favorite fighter, and I've seen a boring Israel Adesanya fight. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? You need to pay that man. You need to pay that man. That man asks you for something, you give it to him. He entertains every single time. And you can't pay him? That's crazy. To me, that means it's like you don't even value what he brings as a skill set. Like you only care about how many people are actually going to be buying the pay-per-views. In which case, it's like, okay, yeah. We need to start buying these pay-per-views to get these fighters paid more. And honestly, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, why am I buying this pay-per-view? Like, I already subscribed to Fight Pass. Like, I contribute to whatever, whatever. But I'm realizing now, like, if you want these fighters to get paid, like, you have to buy their pay-per-view. So, I'm not, like, I was about to, I was about to stream the next event, I thought, I was like, maybe, but honestly, I probably wasn't, because it was an Izzy event, so I was going to buy that, but what I was saying is, after that, maybe I should stream it, maybe I should just stream it, I'm not doing that now, hell no, no, man, when you look at it like that, when you think about it like that, I don't know, man, I just want to support them, May, call me stupid, maybe I'm an idiot, but like, look, man, People spend their money on all kinds of different things. Some people spend all of their money on booze. Some people spend a bunch of their money on coffee, right? I think that's stupid, right? So it's like, you think that I, me, me you know, spending my money on pay-per-views, that's stupid? All right, man, whatever. Like, everybody has their thing that they do that they like, all right? And as long as I can buy pay-per-views, I'm going to. In the event that I can't, like, if it's just not feasible for me to do so, obviously I'm not going to buy pay-per-views and I'm not going to feel bad about it. But, um, I can, you know what I mean? I can. And because I can, it's like, I'm going to just because I want people like Dustin Poirier to fight Tony Ferguson and I want them to get paid to do it. I, I, I don't want, I don't want, even if Dustin Poirier could fight Tony Ferguson, if he's getting screwed over, you know, like, uh, I mean, I mean, I was about to say BB King style, but that I don't even know if I, all I've heard is that BB King didn't get paid what he was worth, but. If he gets screwed over, that, that doesn't make him feel good. You know what I mean? This guy is jumping into a cage and risking life and limb, brain trauma and death, and he's not getting paid enough because I don't want to buy a pay-per-view? I feel bad about that. I just feel bad. Even if I shouldn't, I don't know what to tell you. Anyways, man, what I'm saying is... um. I'm just surprised that the UFC isn't paying them. Like, I feel like they could. And the fact that they're not is just, I mean, it's, 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 it's goddamn shocking, shocking. In any case, uh, there's something that, uh, 
I think that you guys will find particularly interesting. This is from MMA Mania. They're pretty good. Uh, one name that has been discussed is a free agent, Michael Chandler. This is a guy from Bellator. He was the former Bellator lightweight champion who fought out his contract in early August. I think he had a finish victory against Ben Henderson, Benson Henderson, uh, earlier this month. ESPN reporter Ariel Hawani was the one who said this. The UFC is in advanced talks with Chandler per sources and is the front runner and, and is the front runner to sign him, though a deal isn't finalized just yet. Now, I never really I've watched Bellator before, okay? But to be honest, the UFC has provided so much content for me that watching any other fight promotion is almost impossible. I haven't even like watched all of the fights from the Alistair Overeem fight night that just happened. I literally just watched all of the fights on the main card for Hill Watterson, and I haven't even watched all of the fights on the prelim for that card. Like I just did that today. Like I just watched all of the that like probably today and yesterday, and I haven't even watched all of the prelim fights. There's just so which is I mean it's a good problem to have right it's not or it's not even really a problem it's like sometimes you don't really know what's going on if you don't watch all the fights or you don't watch some of the fights right because you were kind of like i want to know what's going on that's just me right but um it is a it is an it is incredibly overwhelming sometimes man you're like oh my god like i've got fight pass and i don't even use half of the stuff on fight pass simply because like, I don't have time to watch LFA. I don't have time to watch combat jujitsu, even though I think it's cool. And, and you know what I mean? Like, I would want to watch it. There, There's just there's just so much UFC out there right now that exists that it's like I don't have really the, the, the time for any of that other stuff. Now, that also has something to do with what I do, right? I, I like I I'm, I'm, I'm YouTubing however however often right so a lot of the ufc that i watch is just like past fights and stuff like that in terms of analysis right so that's like how i spend my time so it's different but uh even if even when i wasn't doing that it was like oh my god like i just watched i just watched like three to four hours of 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 beautiful physical violence i need to go like eat a sandwich you know what i'm saying i need a break like I, I need i need a break anyways man they're saying that they're gonna get michael chandler to fight and i just haven't seen much of him i saw the war that he had with eddie alvarez and oh my god what a fight that is what a fight that was i know that he's a wrestler i know that he you know emphasizes wrestling over everything else or over jiu-jitsu sorry I, I, that he's a decent striker um, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say that I would be excited for that fight. Cause the truth is I wouldn't really be excited as opposed to just being like, oh, well, let's see how this goes. Like, let's see how Michael Chandler, this guy who really just looks to me like, like the standard UFC build. Like if you could just build a UFC fighter, I just like just a generic UFC fighter. I feel like he'd look like Michael Chandler. Not to say there's anything wrong with Michael Chandler or that Michael Chandler sucks or that Michael Chandler isn't going to be a, enough of a challenge for Tony Ferguson or something. Like, I'm just saying 
Michael Chandler doesn't strike me as an as a as an exceedingly exciting fighter. He just strikes me as a fighter. So it's like, look, man, if Dana wants to 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 downgrade the card in terms of hype by not paying Dustin Poirier, then okay, go ahead and do that. I don't know if they're gonna be able to pay Michael Chandler less money than Dustin Poirier to take this fight. But if they can't, then it's like they just need to go back to Dustin and pay him whatever they could. Because if they pay him more, like if they ended up paying Michael Chandler more, I would be so pissed. I'd be like, man, what is going on here? So they're not going to be doing that. They're going to be trying to pay him less. All right. And Michael Chandler, I don't think he's trying to enter... I think Michael Chandler himself is going to ask for a decent amount of money. Not enough that it will, you know, the deal will fall through. But I mean, you fight your first fight in the UFC on a co-main in the lightweight division against number two. That's a quick shot to the title. I think that even if he has to take a little bit of a pay cut, he will take that. Which, I mean, if the UFC is making this play because they know that they're going to be able to save that money. Okay. But how much money are they saving really? That's what I want to know. But then again, you know what? Business minds, the way that they think, it's like you save where you can because you save a thousand here, 10,000 there, 5,000 here. Then you save like $16,000, right? So that's probably like the thought process. I imagine. I imagine that's the thought process. In any case, man, Michael Chandler might be the guy. He might be the guy who fights everybody. Um. So craziness, man. Conor McGregor was in France, Corsica, France. Oh my God! And um, he was he was uh, arrested on sexual assault charges for exposing himself to a young woman. They say that he, allegedly, they say that he exposed himself to a young woman who was married. I don't know why they felt the need to include this part, that the young woman was married, but whatever. I don't, like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter. Um, uh, the article says that, uh, according to witnesses who spoke with the complainant that same evening, uh, and whom were able, we were able to question McGregor accompanied his bodyguards, ex uh, allegedly exhibited his private parts oh, accompanied by his bodyguards. Sorry. Allegedly, uh, allegedly exhibited his private parts to the young woman without her consent as she made her way to the bar toilets. Now, McGregor originally after uh dealing with the backlash on social media with respect for these recent controversies because i'm pretty sure like a couple months ago he also had sexual assault allegations after him he made some tweets that scare the hell out of me man and i and i i love conor mcgregor so i don't he said i can't go on like this man i am crushed here suicide intervention yet ridiculing me in this manner online 
at this horrendous time in my life. I am trying to stay strong for my kids and the people that rely on me and that love and support me. Thanks for the insults, hypocrite. Now, listen, man. There's something about money. There's something about getting a lot of money and having everything that you could ever want that freaking destroys people. It destroys people. They cannot stay happy. I see this. I feel like this has happened with so many people. There are a lot of people where they can stay happy, obviously, because not everybody kills themselves. But, like, I don't know why Conor McGregor would be suicidal. Everyone in the world literally wants to fight him or be him. Everything else is peanuts, right? So it's just like this guy is a billionaire, is a billionaire. This guy predicted that he would be a billionaire within a time frame, okay? He has a whiskey brand. He has a cardiovascular program that you can buy, McGregor Fast, okay? He was the first person in UFC history to hold two belts consecutively, okay? This man is a phenomena. He's a goddamn meteorite shooting through the 21st century, and we all have the luxury of walking him tear shit up. But he's unhappy. Somehow. Somehow. And 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 unstable enough not not to insult Connor, but unstable enough and, and distressed enough to tweet this. To tweet this. Not to just think about suicide or, or anything like that, but to say like suicide intervention. Like he is that it's dark. It's dark, man. It's dark, despite all that success, man. And what I'm saying is not that success makes it so that you cannot be depressed. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, well, you shouldn't feel that way, Connor. That's not what I mean. What I'm saying is sometimes when I look at people who have lots of you know wealth or whatever, I think that it's almost like once they get to that point and they realize that they just have everything, that's when they really feel their depression if it existed before or that's when they really develop depression like bad because there's nothing to work for anymore like what purpose do you have other than to just hedonistically exist right and it's not like he even has the respect of everyone in the mma community now in the sense that some people are saying that he's just like uh like he does like he's almost running away from fights, right? Now, not not everybody is saying that. Most people aren't saying that. I think that most people in the MMA community respect and appreciate the guy. But I think that a lot of people sort of look at Connor like this dude is just this dude retired. He won he won the belt two times and never defended it or something like that. Like I've heard people say this before. So it's like and when you have individuals talking about the greatest of all time and conor mcgregor really is not in the conversation like for who is the goat like everyone is like okay well conor may call himself the goat but he's not really the goat like we got john jones out here we got habib out here the truth is he's not the goat right i think that that sort of hurts i think that that sort of hurts especially when you're not active 
in the way that that would make it so that your name is relevant. And I think that this these things sting him. Like even though he's got all of this this money and this wealth, it's like it's it's not it's not really. I don't think it would be for it's it's clearly not fulfilling if he's trying to you know think about killing himself unless he's killing himself about about people trying to take advantage of him maybe that's maybe that's why he developed this sort of suicidal tendency because people are trying to take advantage of him perhaps that's what happened but I don't think that you just become suicidal one day all of a sudden because somebody you know accuses you of some stuff for over a couple of months I think that that problem probably was there before you know what I mean and I'm wor like I was worried. I was like, "Yo, hey man, like, look, I have criticized you before, but l just know all of that criticism was from a place of love. Like, I don't hate you, I I don't I don't dislike you. I would love to see you fight again. I want to see you fight again. I hope you fight again. I want to see you rematch Habib. I actually think that if you fight Habib again, you might win. You might win because I'd imagine that you've been working on your wrestling." And I think that if you can stand, if you can prevent the takedown, you're gonna win that fight. You know what I mean? I want it. I want to see the guy fight. I want to see him come back. Um, but it's like it's like he doesn't even. It's like that's not on his mind. It's not on his mind that there are thousands of young kids out there who are trying to be fighters because of him. It's not on his mind that he's inspired people. That he has made people want to be him. That's not what he's thinking about, man. He's thinking about this shit. He's thinking about Corsica and some broad who's trying to ruin his life. So, so it's bad, man. It's 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 sad that this is going on with this guy. But thankfully, thankfully, Connor, Connor uh, bounced back, and I believe that this is a Facebook post that he made. A Facebook post that he made. I will never kill myself, no matter. Maybe I should. Okay, I, I want to try to read this in his accent. No, that's just disrespectful. I don't know. I, I probably won't be able to do it. I will never kill myself, no matter how many wish for it. No way. Try try set me up. Try to set me up. All yees want, all yees fucking want, over and over and over the truth, will always set me free. Be it baby father claims, rape incident exposure, bullshit WhatsApp, WhatsApp, group shit so clearly this is a lot that's going on like they're coming after him so maybe i was wrong maybe this is the reason that he's depressed because people are really trying to take his life from him you fucking name it never will i fold the truth is the truth and it gives me wings i know my character god bless dna god bless cctv god bless eyewitness god bless the truth the power is true the truth is power i am free Never will a dime be paid to anyone claiming coming at me with vicious lies. Not now, not fucking ever. I will fight. See, you know, this is this is the accent coming out. I will fight. Good shit, man. You're a fighter, so goddamn right you fight. And I am only beginning my flight, my fight. See, now this is why sometimes I think I'm like dyslexic. All these past incidents you will see, they will not be forgotten. I will not allow these people to just accuse me and then disappear into the dark to attempt to ruin someone else else's life. No fucking way. So some typos there, but that's okay because I stuttered a million times while reading this thing. I'm really not trying. You know what, though? I'm not putting... 
enough effort into reading this. I really need to actually focus and concentrate next time. Anyways, sorry about that, guys. Point is, point is, I don't think he did this. Like, I don't, I don't believe that Connor did this. I, first off, he's got a wife that he loves. He's got children. Connor doesn't seem like the kind of guy to me to, to, to do that. I mean, I mean, in the sense that it's like Connor's a kind of crazy, wild motherfucker. So, ooh, sorry about that. Uh, crazy, wild kind of guy. So it seems to me that he might, he might, like maybe in a past life or something, flash somebody. But like, I just don't see why he would do that randomly to some person. It doesn't make any sense. I, I don't think he did it. I, I really don't. And I think that he's an easy target. Like, this is the biggest name ever. You know what I mean? Um, so it makes sense that people would want to be coming after him. And there are people who've done all kinds of crazy things. Like, we've seen people jump onto the hoods of cars, right? With dash cams to try to get insurance. Why Why would we think that people wouldn't fake sexual assault allegations? Not only that, do you think that if Conor McGregor wanted to show his penis to somebody, that he'd really need to flash some stranger on the street? You really think that that's what he would need to do? That he doesn't need to do that, okay? I am sure you that there are thousands of women over in Ireland who will just drop their panties. I think he'll just walk up and be like, proper 12, and they'll just drop them. I'm sure. I'm sure. He doesn't even need to say proper, like, like actual words. He's just, proper 12, and they'll just drop them. I'm so sure. I'm going to try that. I'm going to walk up in the girl's ears and go, proper 12. And they're going to drop them. I'm sure. Now, I looked up the, the, the laws in, in France or tried to look them up. I didn't really get, uh, like, the, the answers that I was looking for. But there's, like, a new initiative, I guess, that was created... Uh, by the Prime Minister of France. Uh, and it deems behavior like flashing, I imagine, to be criminal instead of civil. What Connor did in Canada and the United States, I, I believe, is considered harassment. What he did, what he would, what he, what they said he did in France, not what he did, because I don't believe he did it, but what they said he did would be considered a criminal offense, I believe. And the reason I'm saying that is because I've got government.fr seems like a pretty reputable site to me. Seems like the French government website. I mean, I, there was another website or another web page with the same URL that had like the, the entire French criminal code on it. So I'm pretty sure this is legit. And it's talking about these new laws that they were creating. Uh, and, uh, they want to create a new crime, offensive, sexist behavior. So what they're saying that he did would be deemed offensive, sexist behavior in the sense that, uh, it is, uh, something that is against harassment in public places. Its definition is inspired by the one underpinning the offense of sexual harassment but without the condition that the behavior be of a repetitive nature. So you could do it once, which is currently preventing the prosecution of isolated incidents, an isolated incident like, say, somebody flashing you. To ensure effectiveness in this regard, it is considered a class 4 offense 
couldn't find out what class four means in French law, but I imagine it's pretty severe considering they're talking about making this a crime sanctioned by an on the spot fine ranging from 90 quid I think is what that would be or euros 90 euros is that the euro symbol I don't think so I think that's quid if paid immediately to 750 and even as high as 1500 in the event of aggravating circumstances so I guess aggravated harassment they're talking 3000 for repeat offenders offenders will simply be caught in the act with it not being necessary for the victim to press charges oh okay unlike what is practiced in other countries perpetrators of such crimes may be sentenced to additional non-custodial measures including a new training program against sexism and raising awareness of gender equality okay so basically that would make what he would have if he did it if he did it which he i don't think he did but if he did it then what he did is a crime <laughs> what he did is like a, is a, it's not civil it's criminal um which is interesting to me because the penalties are very like even though it's criminal the penalties have nothing to do with the punitive legal system as a as a as a like a like a like an isolatory tool like they're not going to put him in jail or anything they're just going to sort of ask him to pay a fine and he's going to have to do community service i mean this reminds me of like if you get like a like a like too many i guess it's kind of like getting a dui though or something right because that's that's a criminal i'm pretty sure that's a crime yeah for sure so you you having to do community service or pay a fine or whatever i guess it's like the same thing i guess it's kind of like in that level of of uh that level of crime criminalness in terms of punishment so so intelligent the way that that one was uh worded anyways point is point is i heard somebody saying well he flashed them it's not that's not a crime what that's not sexual assault actually technically the difference between sexual assault and sexual harassment is that uh one is a civil violation and the other is a criminal violation now this happened in corsica france and because this is the french law what was done while it is harassment is actually classified as a criminal violation therefore it's sexual assault like it's sexual assault assault and harassment at that point so yes it is a, it is a crime what would what he, if he did it you know it or not what he would have done is a crime but he didn't do it i don't believe anyways man that's just to i just thought that was an interesting point to clarify in case people were like oh they're like they're skewing this they're you know pumping this up in the media to be something it's not it's like actually no they're they're being quite literal about it according to this website by the way but I don't think he did it uh and i just think it's important to note that even this thing on this website said that you have to catch the person in the act like so somebody can't just report that you did it and then you get charged right so even if they try to take him to court for something like this i don't think it's gonna amount to anything 
Worried, though. Worried about Mr. McGregor. Seriously. Sounds like people are trying to take his take his life from him. It's not fair. We're going to end on a kind of a somber note here. Um, this is an Al Jazeera article. Travesty of justice. Reaction to execution of Iranian wrestler. Iran's execution of national wrestling champion Navid Afkari has drawn widespread condemnation, including from regional and world leaders who have reacted with alarm and are concerned the execution is part of Iran's efforts to silence opposing voices. So I had heard that there are like protests and things like that going on in Iran right now. Don't know what they're protesting about. Uh, actually, I do because I read it in part of this article, which we will get to. But there are people protesting. Afkari was convicted of murder. Now, well, actually, I'll just keep reading. And executed on Saturday despite an international outcry. His case drew attention after a social media campaign portrayed him and his brothers, who remain in prison, as victims who were targeted because they participated in protests against Iran's Shia theocracy in 2018. So that people are protesting this Shia theocracy. Authorities accused the 27-year-old of fatally stabbing a water supply company employee in the southern city of Shiraz amid the unrest. On Monday, Iran's foreign ministry summoned Germany's envoy to strongly protest against the condemning of Afkari's execution in comments on Twitter. Earlier this month, Iran broadcast the wrestler's televised confession. The segment resembled hundreds of others suspected coerced confessions aired over the past the last 10 years in the country. Now, they're saying this guy confessed, but you know, he could have been tortured. Um, I, I read that somewhere. I don't know if he was. Don't quote me on he could he was tortured because I don't know if he was. But um, in any case, people are upset because they believe that this guy was coerced into confessing simply because he opposed the theocracy. And uh, this guy Afkari, um, he died, man. He died for... For something he believed in and one article that I saw had said I think it was the Guardian had said this is why sports is so important on some level because it actually helps to magnify certain things it helps to magnify those good things in the world and it also helps to magnify those bad things in the world if this guy was just a regular person people probably wouldn't pay attention but because he is some, you know, uh, well-known wrestler, people raise their heads and open their eyelids and take a look at something awful that's going on somewhere in the world. I don't know if they do anything about it. Honestly, man, it's not like I'm going to do anything about this. I don't have the energy or the, or the drive to get out into the street and protest Iran right now. I'm not better than any of you. I might be worse than some of you. I don't have the, the 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 sense to go out and do something about this, but at the very least, 
we know about it. And it's sad. And uh, honestly, I didn't do a bunch of research on this. I just wanted to say I, I, I wanted to just highlight the guy and uh, let people know that this is something that went down. This is a wrestler who was protesting a right that so many people over here are, you know, using right now the right to protest and he was killed because of it. So rest in peace to Afkari, Navid Afkari. That's what I got to say about that. Yeah, man. That's it for today, guys. We didn't even talk really about, like, MMA that much. Um, I watched the fights. I didn't have anything particularly I wanted to talk about, though. I mean, just the typical stuff about, you know, people like Angela Hill who can't wrestle or have no ground experience. And I, and I just wonder why they, they continue to take fights, even though they know for a fact that their inability to wrestle at some point is going to catch up with them. It, it's it's going to catch up with them sometime. And it caught up with Angela Hill because the truth is, if she could wrestle, if she could get back up to her feet, she would have won the fight against Watterson. She would have taken the second round. And even if she lost the third, she would have won the fight. But because people just, for some reason, neglect the ground. I don't get it. They just completely... <laughs> if you if you are if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I talk about this all the time. And I was about to end this podcast, but I'm so upset <laughs> by this thing. I'm talking about it now. If you are going to be in the UFC, not even if you're going to be in the UFC, if you're going to fight at all and you want to do it competitively to a point where you might have more than one fight. You're not just looking for a good matchup for yourself so you can just experience it one time. You need to get your ish together and figure out how to wrestle or figure out how to grapple or figure out how to stay up on your feet or get off that damn ground. Because if you don't, someone is going to eat your face. Someone is going to eat your face like Habib and you're not going to like it. <laughs> There's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. All right. There's nothing you're going to be able to do. And if you and if you are making it up the rankings, like if you are if you are increasing your stature in the rankings, but you haven't figured your ground game out yet, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And I don't understand how you take fights. I don't understand how somebody takes fights knowing that they don't have the ground game to compete. That's what I don't get. It's one thing to not have the ground game in the beginning of your career. But when you get to the point where you're fighting a main event, you better have some ground. You better. If you don't, like I honestly feel like you almost don't, you don't respect the game. And the game will reciprocate that respect when you lose. <laughs> when you lose, that's when you'll find out that the game doesn't play that ish. It doesn't care. It doesn't care that you like to bang and you like to stand and you like to throw hands. Okay? Respect the game. That should be it. What you eat don't make me sh... Alright? That's it. Respect the game. 
That's it. As long as you wrestle or grapple or whatever, do as much jujitsu as you can to the point where somebody can't just take you down and whoop your ass for the whole fight. Jermaine Durandamine could have been champion. Jermaine Durandamine could have been champion. She was beating Amanda Nunes with respect to the striking on the feet. And then Amanda Nunes was like, okay, I'm just going to hug you for the rest of the fight. And, and that's not even to knock Amanda Nunes. Good on you, Amanda, for having that goddamn ground game. <laughs> it's mixed martial arts, man. I'm telling you, you are not going to be a champion if you don't have anything to offer on the ground. If you are not literate on the ground, if you don't understand how to work for an underhook and get your base and get up to your feet, it doesn't matter what you do. I don't care if you've got the most knockout power in the UFC. We all know that that doesn't matter. You know why we all know that doesn't matter? Because Stipe Miocic fought Francis Ngannou and took his ass to the ground. And all that power in his hands didn't mean jack. It didn't mean anything. And I'm so tired of seeing fighters go through this. Alexander Volkov, Angela Hill. I mean, good God. When are people going to learn? It does not matter. It does not matter how good of a striker you are if I can take you to the floor. Because you can't strike if I'm holding you. It's so dumb, man. It, I hate it. I can't stand it, man. It's uh, uh, Angela Hill. Would have won. <laughs> that's the thing about it. That's crazy. She would have won, bro. I got the hiccups. She would have won. They, people don't learn though. And I don't even, you know what I don't get? The ground is really fun. Working on the ground is like probably one of the best parts. If not the best part. I can't even say it's the best part. Cause honestly, MMA is so great because it's got everything in it. But it is one of my favorite parts of training is dominating somebody on the ground or tricking somebody into a submission or, 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 or effectively using a sweep without using any strength, just technique. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite parts. And I don't understand how people don't just fall in love with that. If you want to fight MMA, I don't understand how you don't just get balls deep in that, man. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. If you just want to strike, go kickbox. You know? If you just want to strike, go box. Don't come in here and, and try to mess with the with the goons on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's not going to work out for you. There are sharks out here, man. There are crocodiles out here, man. They live in the deep. They live down there. You're going to come into the water with a harpoon and try, and try to mess with a crocodile? Try to wrangle a shark? Hell no. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. Every time you lose that fight. Every time. Every single time. Make Habib fight Edson Barboza 10 times. And he loses every time. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you he loses every time. 
Charles Oliveira, Charles Oliveira is a great example of a very well-rounded fighter. He can knock you out and he can submit you in two seconds. Charles Oliveira is actually one of my favorite fighters for this reason. He is the jiu-jitsu practitioner's dream. An extremely advanced black belt jiu-jitsu practitioner. Most submissions in the UFC. Who has hands that can put you to sleep. That's the ideal. The only way you can make that better is if they wrestled for most of their life as well. That is the only way. And, and I don't know. I have not seen that combination yet. It will exist. But I have not seen that combination yet. All we need to do is get Charles Oliveira to wrestle for five years and then come back to the U to the UFC. He'll be a champion. <laughs> He'll be a champion. I'm telling you. But Angie, you didn't get it, man. You didn't get it, Angela. Anyways, man, I got the hiccups. I'm going to I'm going to end this podcast. If you guys like this podcast, man, give it a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you want to follow me on my social media, it's The Combat Addict, no spaces. Instagram and Twitter. No Snapchat. We don't do that here. And uh Yeah, man. Combat Addict out. <laughs>